Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa's Kathy Christensen is in conversation with Brian DeRoche, founder of Essentials Spa Consulting and DeRoche Enterprises. Hi, and welcome to Medical Spa Insider. My name is Kathy Christensen. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the American Med Spa Association, and I'm so excited um, to welcome our next guest on Medical Spa Insider, um, Brian DeRoche. He's someone who has really been with AMSPA at least since the very beginning of our boot camps and um, is somebody who is know, knows the current state of the medical spa industry as well as he knows you know, the traditional spa industry and kind of the trends that have happened there. And he's just an all around good guy. So please welcome Brian DeRoche. Thank you so much, Kathy. I'm delighted to be with you today. Brian, tell us a little bit about your story. I think a lot of people know of you and know that you're one of the best speakers in the industry, but I don't know that a lot of people understand where you have kind of gotten your experience, what you're doing now. Um, You know, you've been in the industry since the dawn of time, just like me. I'm that old, everybody. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy and I met each other in kindergarten when we started yes. in, the, in the spa world. Um, yeah, so I came into this industry actually kind of by happenstance. Um, so I was always entrepreneurial and I was always had an artistic background. And then I actually started an image consulting business in Seattle when I was 19 years old. And um, I always had a knack for like fashion and design and putting things together and... Um, business, I guess. And so uh-huh. I started with, uh, at the time I transformed my wife and how she looked and, uh, her style and helped her with that kind of coordinate with personal shoppers and stylists and makeup artists, etc. And, uh, then all of her coworkers hired uh-huh. me to do the same for them. And then I thought, well, heck, if these people need it, you know, I'm going to go out to businesses. And so not knowing what you don't know at 19, I went and uh, introduced myself to several banks in the Seattle area and the American Institute of Banking and all these different corporate venues and, um, did seminars. And, uh, then after that year of doing that, um, I moved to New York City. And when I moved to New York City, I went to work for Georgia Klinger, who is really one of the pioneers of spa, mm-hmm. um, along with the Helena Rubenstein and Elizabeth Arden and, uh, really had those grand salons and spas, uh, that really were kind of the, the first wave of what, you know, our industry has now evolved into really. And um, so I started with corporate image consulting uh, division for Georgia Klinger and mm-hmm. um, went out to like Cushman and Wakefield and Bank of New York and kind of the same thing that I did in Seattle and uh, built that. And that was my first foray into spa. And that's also where I really learned some of the just core things that, you know, make us successful in this business is, Many people have heard Alex say, and I say this as well, is that it's, you know, it's a retail driven business. You must run this business like a retail business. If you run it like a doctor's office, you're not going to do very well. Mm-hmm. And um, so, for example, when you run into Georgia Klinger, uh, the first floor was her whole retail store, a product that she developed and mm-hmm. sold. And then the second floor was a client consultation closing specialist floor where trained salespeople closed all the sales for the packages of services and products that were sold by the providers. And you had to go to the third or the fourth floor to get services done. So I really learned that retail was a key element to profitability with the business and extending that experience at home for that client or now for us, our patients. And, um, and that really stuck with me. And then I evolved from there to going to work for Paula Breck uh, spas in New York city. And uh, I managed the uh, location in the Reebok sports club and we had 7,500 of our very ideal and best um, uh, clients, uh, very affluent. Um, and uh, gosh, we had lasers back in 1997 before <laughs> there was even a word med spa that existed. And uh, laser hair removal, I assure you, was very painful back then. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> although we, there's no pain in the med spa, it's only slight discomfort. <laughs> and, uh-huh. or, as one of my trainers says, feelings that are not so fun. <laughs> and, uh <laughs> Yeah. And so there, again, uh, we were the most profitable spot per square foot. We were at 95% capacity, had zero turnover, really. And um, I thought everybody in this industry, from my first foray into it, made money. 
not realizing that the majority of people did not. So that real foundation of uh, product publicity and distribution um, was really set into me right from the get-go. And it just gave me that blueprint uh, to start my consulting business. And that really started 24 years ago. I started with one client and I hoped that I can pay my rent. Um, I had no website. I didn't have 20 products that I had developed for business education. So none of that existed. Um, and uh, just built from one, you know, one client to the next over the course of time and evolved from spa and starting a med spa really in about, I'd say about 2007. But, you know, even in the beginning, you know, what did we have? We had a couple different types of laser, IPL, laser hair removal, Botox, uh-huh. and, you know, not the options and the, the protocols we have available today to really transform, you know, our patients' lives. So, um, you know, really over the course of this past 24 years and working all over the world is where I really, you know, versus working with one place. I could have stated, let's say, at one place that was very successful for 24 years, but mm-hmm. Being able to work with hundreds of clients all over gives you such a more diverse perspective and experience on best practices of all different types of businesses, right? And that really is what I bring to all of my clients because not only I've had my business, but I've like lived in Seattle and I've lived in New York City and San Diego and Miami and Austin, Texas and Montana, where I originally came from. So I understand my clients mm-hmm. and where they're coming from, their backgrounds, because I've lived so many different places and understand that perspective. Um, and I really learned, you know, to put together system and structure, which creates consistency, which is what creates a, a great business. And um, that's what I teach all of my clients, you know, when they're getting started with their med spots is there's a math to everything. And you really need to follow that math in order to be successful and understand, you know, where your profits lie um, and what things you may have to do, but necessarily aren't the most profitable for your business. And um, I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel. Do what mm-hmm. successful people have already done. You'll be successful too. And that's what I you know, bring to my clients. It's kind of that approach. You know, uh, here's the framework. If we follow these steps, um, you're going to be successful and your business. So I'm, I'm curious since you've, you really, those are tried and true kind of methods and all of that. When you think of, when you started giving this advice to your most recent client, has anything changed? Like what's, what's changed in that period of time? Is there a, is there anything oh. at all or, or. Oh, absolutely. The, the rate of, the rate of services have changed. Let's start with that. The evolution of everything that we offer. So when I just got done speaking about math, so it's, so it's very important to understand the right mix of services. So the first thing is understanding that everything is trending towards a more holistic approach towards treating the patient from the inside out, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, having them feel good on the inside as well as looking great on the outside. Now, in order to have that profitability and desired margins we're looking for, you really need that holistic business because it's the mix of the certain types of services that create profitability. So I'm a real advocate of what I call dividing your business into a third, a third, and a third, meaning that a third of your business can come from a neuromodulators and fillers, A third of your business needs to come from energy-based devices. And a third of your business needs to come from health and wellness. Because the consumables related to each of those categories are very different. Mm -hmm. And you need the mix of all three to have your consumable expenditures be at the right level in order to have profitability if you're going to have labor beyond yourself working within the med spot. So what I mean by that, let's say, what do most people know? Well, most people have heard of Botox or heard of fillers in some kind of way. But 99% of everything else we offer in the med spa is not familiar to the average consumer. And we have to educate them on what is available and you know, show them what is possible through a combination of therapies to produce their desired results. So sometimes they say, we could have a female patient come into the med spa, right? And she's just like, oh my gosh, Kathy, I am so tired. I just, you know, it's like, and I just, I feel like it's not energy in my face isn't what I want it to be. I think I just need some Botox or something like that because that's all she knows. Mm-hmm. But our provider, let's say they offer health and wellness and let's say they do bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, realizes these symptoms that she's not sleeping through the night. She has low energy. Um, a lot of different facets are happening. Her vitality is kind of gone, realizes that some blood work and checking her levels 
because maybe she's deficient in her hormones and that would change things by going on bioidenticals. So it's our job to really have a, a wealth of information to then be able to offer the right choices to the patient who's not aware of everything that we do. And I well, think- And so interestingly, as you're telling me this, I, I can't help but think of people who are either kind of dabbling in that, they may recognize those symptoms, right? But what if they are not currently offering um, those treatments or if they're not, they don't necessarily have the knowledge that they need um, and the time that you would train up and all of that is, would you recommend having someone you can refer out to or how, how does that work? And sure. it's a combination of both, right? Is there? A it, it really kind of is and it's prioritizing things. Uh -huh. So let's talk about the three categories and what we should learn first and where you can kind of go for things and then pick and choose. Okay. So obviously neuromodulators, fillers, that's something that's very permeated within our market. We have several different vendors um, who offer various types of products that we're all familiar with in some shape or form. Um, now, we have to understand that within a mix of those, that could cost us anywhere from 38% uh, to 50% product costs for providing a service. Well, okay, if you are an individual provider in your own suite and you are the labor, that could work for you and you'd be able to make some money. But let's say if we had 41, 42% product costs on average between those types of products related to service, and then we had to add labor involved, um, reception, other providers performing service, et cetera, that payroll costs can add up to 35% onto that, let's say 41% of product mm -hmm. consumable cost. And you can see if you're getting to like 76%, where's your margins? You would still have to pay your lease and your marketing and your utilities and all those other good expenses. So if we know we have those things and that's something that drives the patient into the door, our prospect, then we need to look at conversion. So the first thing that I always say is one service is not going to produce the results for your patients. Ultimately, it's going to take a combination of therapies to usually give that desired result. So I'm always looking to educate that patient and convert them into an energy-based device, um, some type of health and wellness, uh, because I know that they'll get a more optimal result. I'll have a greater profitability with those types of services. Um, I'll extend that patient's experience at home. And patients who get more than one service in the med spa are 20% more likely to stay with the med spa than the patient who only gets one service. So then I look at, it's my job to educate people on what's out there, be authentic, make them aware, because remember, 70% of American women haven't even been to a spa, let alone a med spa. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of education that we need to do. Um, and I'll plant seeds for things. And it's my job just to give that patient good information. And then they, at the time is right for them, will make the decision on the services that are appropriate for them. So I'm just giving good information such as this is why I recommend it. This is what we'd be doing. This is what how you would be maintaining it and what the results would be. And then they decide. And mm -hmm. so I'll look for those things. And let's say then for energy-based devices, obviously that today there's so many machines that are out there. And here's the thing that I would consider with this. One, how long has this company been in business? That's very mm -hmm. important. We want people who have known staying power. They're not coming in and out. Uh, two, that they're well-funded and have a good infrastructure. Because you could have an amazing machine and terrific people working there, but if they were shaking on their money, they could disappear, for example, and you wouldn't have that type of support. And I really want technology um, that's been established at least for a year, at least for my new clients who are coming into this. Um, I want them to have guaranteed technology that we know that works. And somebody else can take that risk in that first year um, with new technology so that we know that if we're making a big investment and besides your build out, your capital equipment really is your next biggest investment, that they are um, getting something that's tried, true, proven, and is going to provide the largest amount of optimal results for the greatest amount of their patient base. So, and it'll just be depending on what that client is interested in, the selection of machines and what their budget is to what they choose. And then third, the third group of machines, or not machines, but services, I should say, are health and wellness. What does that mean? Well, PRP, PRPF, uh, it also weight loss. It can be IV therapy. Um, these are all aspects of health and wellness, bioidentical hormone replacement. Uh, and they tend to be the most profitable uh, in relationship to cost of goods uh, and services. So let's say, you know, if I did a filler, and my product costs for that service is 50% of what I'm charging, 
versus let's say I did um, some PRPF um, and I had services that generated me $50 per minute and my product cost was six or 7%, vastly different mm-hmm. and really aids in that profitability. And so one thing that happens when I'm usually say starting out a new business and a provider who's coming in from traditional medicine into aesthetic medicine, they have to learn a lot of clinical, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, service and treatment protocols beyond all the stuff they have to learn within their business. And so I think it's, I always start with, okay, what's the easiest thing for me to learn? Like this, you're talking about this new person coming in. How do you bring this in? Is I look at what's easy to bring in that's cost effective that also I can't screw somebody up so much, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, and things like PRPF uh, is one of those things. You're not going to screw somebody up with using PRPF, plasma-rich uh, platelet fibrins. And I really like those and definitely the ones that have the combination with the calcium chloride. Like This is all feedback from my clients and the trainings I do. You know, it stays in place. It's really effective. It lasts longer. Um, just a great treatment for, you know, rejuvenating um, the hair, the face, uh, you know, it's done an application on the breasts uh, in sexual health and wellness. They have what's called the P shot or no shot, which help, you know, with erectile dysfunction or dealing with urinary incontinence or uh, increasing and revitalizing your tissue. Uh, so you have a better health and wellness and sex life. All of these things um, are very lucrative and easy to learn and can be adapted into your business pretty quickly. I think the next things you know you're taking a look at like devices. Devices today are so you know advanced where the, all of the pre-done settings and the education and training that's available that they literally um, can learn from their trainers. You push the right buttons uh, in the protocols, and it automatically has the settings that should be done with that particular patient and their needs. So I think that's the next easy thing to incorporate in. You just have to decide what's right for you and what your budget is. I think well, and that's the question, right? Like, how do you, I mean, that's really the next question is if I, and this is something that we get all the time is there's just such a plethora of, I, you know, we always say at AMSPA, there's a hundred ways to skin this particular cat, right? Like there's a hundred different ways that you can do this and be successful. And I think, when we're at our boot camps, and I know that you're at every single one of them, and you know this too, um, people feel a bit overwhelmed with like truly all the different paths that they can go down. So how would you recommend that people when they're faced with either starting up or even just adding? I mean, honestly, the weight loss, the health and wellness, the sexual wellness, this is relatively a kind of new um, landscape for our folks. It is. And I can tell you from personal experience, I have many clients and I mean, two things. One, I have many clients who already do this, have it well-established in their business. They have the perfect P&Ls with the right mix of services and desired margin and loyal, loyal, loyal patients. Um, and all my new startups, they all want it. They're all, mm-hmm. so I'm doing eight new med spas right now, Kathy, around the country. And every one of them is going to have health and wellness and sexual health and wellness as a part of that business because they see the trend and people wanting to stay rejuvenated, um, you know, across the board, inside and out uh, yeah, as they get older. So how do have- you, how do you t- like for the regular clientele, or if if someone is in your area that's interested in these treatments, how does a medical spa indicate that coming to a medical spa is a better way to do it? Than going to an OBGYN, or you know what I mean, like how, how what's the marketing look like for that? Kind of. Uh, first off, we're we're the ones who are kind of leading this, and so we have a lot of let's say OBGYNs, right, who are coming into into this into our aesthetics world, right? Mm-hmm. So we're kind of the forefront, and I kind of have a chuckle with this because for I don't. So I've been speaking for about twenty say 23 years solid. Um, and I've done a lot of education for like, say the American, uh, Academy of, uh, anti-aging. And they were talking about bioidenticals, you know, like two decades ago, right. When nobody mm-hmm. was talking about these things and it's, Oh, it was, you know, fringe medicine and all of such. And now of course it's becoming mainstream. Um, so what we have to do is look first off at what are our options out there? And so whether it's PRPF, whether it's, let's say, bioidentical hormones, whether it's vaginal rejuvenation with RF or a CO2, we have to, A, know where our options are that are out there. Um, and the nice thing is there's 
pretty solid, consistent results within this sector. Uh, then the next thing we have to look at is there's a lot of education and training that has to be done. And most importantly, what we have to also do is realize we have to be really comfortable talking about sexual health and wellness. So if you can't comfortably talk about these services, you're not going to sell any of these services, yeah. <laughs> hands down. And I, it's interesting, Kathy, because I have an, a range of clients and their comfortability level and what they'll talk about, right? Uh-huh. And so I have some clients who do bioidentical hormone uh, replacement therapy all day long, have no challenges, vitality, more energy, sleeping better, but absolutely do not want to talk about the P shot, <laughs> which is the PRP for the penis or the O shot for the woman. Um, they're not comfortable or they don't want to do a vaginal rejuvenation with the CO2 laser. Um, and that's fine. So they have one element of it. And maybe they'll also have like, say, IV therapy because they're comfortable with that. They're comfortable with using, you know, uh, some of the peptides and weight loss. They're comfortable with that. Then I have other clients who are, are absolutely comfortable and talking about everything. And they're, they've used it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're their own advocate. So they, they have the bioidenticals working for them. They've had the PRP uh, or PRPF. They, you know, have the vaginal rejuvenation and they've seen how it's transformed themselves. And so it makes it super easy to be excited to um, talk about it with mm-hmm. all of their patients. Like you hear my passion about this because it is one of my passions because, for example, I've had pellets in me for over five years and it was mm-hmm. absolutely life-changing. Um, prior to that, for seven years, I didn't sleep through the night. I had lower energy, lower vitality. Um, no matter how much, and you know, I lived in Montana and I hiked mm-hmm. all the time. No matter how much I exercised, how much I hiked, I couldn't get past a certain fitness level point. And mm-hmm. the minute I had bioidenticals uh, put in within the pellets, which I like the pellets personally for me, just because it's tried, true, consistent. I don't have to think about it. I travel a lot. As a matter of fact, I'm driving five hours tomorrow to get my pellets done. That shows you my commitment <laughs> to, <laughs> to this uh, therapy and how it works. Um, and with this being said, that uh, once you have those things change for you and you sleep through the night, you are able to have a higher fitness level. You have more vitality in your life. Your skin looks better. You know, you you don't have as much brain fog. All of these things diminished for me when I got them done. And I could tell you, I would never go back. Mm-hmm. I would never change to feel how I felt before. Like I could tell like right now, right? So I'm getting them done tomorrow, which is my five month mark. I get mine done every five months. Um, and I can feel I'm at the very end. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's time for, time for that top up 100%. Uh, to maintain that consistency. Well, and I think what I love about talking about this with you is you're kind of portraying that comfortability and um, kind of joy and passion about a treatment. You know, this is a treatment that you are really can speak to it yourself. It's something you believe in. Um, And I think there is a certain, I mean, really everything in the medical spa, there are certain levels of fear and discomfort. And there are a lot of people, it's a fear of the unknown. How important would you say it is for people to be able to speak with this level of comfort for really any treatment? And how do they get there? How do you get your team there? Right. It takes time. So the first thing you're going to do, like I'll introduce my clients to all the different services that are out there and I'll send them information, let's say, right on PRPF. I'll show them videos of all the different procedures, right? YouTube is your friend. There is so much good information. We have to remember it's the, the second largest search engine after Google. Of course, Google owns them. There is so much education up there available that you can see. So I'll show my clients videos of all the different procedures so that they can see them firsthand. I'll show them these videos from established practices who have the whole business built on this and mm-hmm. who are just, you know, really sharp, savvy, good at sharing their information so they can see all of the procedures, whether it's the PRPF and the O shot and the P shot, or whether it is, you know, the hair restoration or the face uh, that show them vaginal rejuvenation with the different types of machines that are available, uh, show them things on bioidenticals. There's a, a wealth of resource and information there so they can educate and read about these things. And then there is so much clinical education um, available that can Mm -hmm. be done. Like I lead classes two or three times a year uh, and have my clients who do these services 
train other providers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's great because then they come together, you know, they know me, I'm a common denominator, they get to know each other and they they learn these new uh, techniques, uh, the clinicals, and then maintain these relationships and sharing their best practices. And from a financial standpoint, well, like I usually do is we'll create membership programs where we will bundle the PRPF, we'll bundle the, say, uh, the bioidenticals, um, the vaginal rejuvenation, also, there's other elements of services like acoustic wave therapy, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll put packages together where, uh, let's say, men pay $4.99 a month, every month, and they just maintain a level of service. So they'll get a combination of two P-shots within a year. They'll get their uh, uh, bioidenticals inserted twice a year. They'll get six treatments with acoustic wave. Uh, and then for the women, it's going to be slightly higher. Let's say if they're going to get vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, that's going to make their monthly membership like $8.99 a month, but it makes it palatable for the consumer, the patient to pay a monthly fee versus Mm -hmm. a huge chunk of money up front. No, that's true. And I feel like not only does that go for tried and true medical spa and medical aesthetic patients, but I'm reading a lot about um, the up and coming generations and their comfort with memberships and subscriptions and things like that. So I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it definitely feels like something if you're not doing memberships, it's something that for your future clients or your current younger clients, it's absolutely, not only that, it's something that like during the pandemic, people said their membership programs saved their business because it was passive income coming in. So, I mean, I, I, I really do. And Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's absolutely, if you're not doing it, you need to look look into how to do it. And then, Brian, is there one tried and true way or is there is it really a custom kind of experience? I think it's custom to each particular med spa and their owners and what they want to do, all of the elements. I think having, so yes, good practices of memberships, right? So let's say I have a sexual health and wellness membership. I also will have a monthly uh, membership, right? That could incorporate two different levels of membership with a combination of services uh, that people can enjoy each month when they pay that monthly membership. I also can have, um, you know, uh, like a loyalty rewards point program where people are earning points for getting services, buying products, following us on social media, signing up for our newsletter, uh, being in our online store. So it's another way to retain people. So I love all of these elements because what it does is it creates loyalty, it mm-hmm. creates consistency, um, and people maintaining optimal results. And it's like a gym membership, Kathy. The money comes in every single month mm-hmm. to your business. So you can count on that. You can rely upon that cash flow, which is just, you know, incredibly important to have. So I'm a huge advocate of having memberships of various kinds. I'm also a huge advocate of selling as many things in packages or series uh, as possible because you collect that money up front. You've got that patient locked and loaded. They're going to come in more consistently for their treatments. They're going to have an optimal, better result and then spend more money in subsequent visits because they paid for it up front. So mm-hmm. there's so many values uh, to having this. And for the younger generation who maybe isn't going to make as much money as um, some of us older folks, <laughs> <laughs> a uh, membership is a way that they can be a part of our branded community and afford us and make mm-hmm. us a part of their lifestyle by breaking it down. And definitely they're, they are interested in health and wellness and self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think, you know, we, we, we talk about millennials and now millennials, uh, the oldest of the millennials are really into their, their earning income time right now, uh-huh. right? So they can afford to be a part of our men's spot community. The younger generation, obviously you have to, you can understand that some people may start services earlier because they have the affluency to do so. Um, but most people, if I'm looking at our core market is really 35 to 60, they have a need and the finances to make uh, medical aesthetics as part of their lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, as a general rule, if we're looking at an overall population. So I think having these things, you know, keeps people who are loyal, committed, um, you transform their lives and make them feel completely different. They're not leaving you. Like I said, um, I'm driving five hours round trip tomorrow because there isn't a provider here where I live who doesn't. So uh-huh. great news for me. I go down there and I get, get that because I don't want to disrupt Mm-hmm. how I feel, my overall wellness. So I think that that's a part of it. With all of these things, it's just a matter of getting education, 
spacing it out over time, and then absorbing and doing what you feel comfortable with. And also, let's say, hey, maybe you, this isn't your love of things, right? But Mm -hmm. you can hire somebody who would love to do these things and is passionate about that. And I have lots of clients who are like that. So like I just did a health and wellness training where um, I'm opening up a new med spy in uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, the doctor and the nurse practitioner came to the whole training where we did bioidenticals and uh, the PRPF. And then I just finished uh, their energy device training this past week, uh, machines. And uh, the doc says, you know, hey, Brian, I am totally into doing the the bioidenticals and the insertions. That's no challenge for me whatsoever. But I'm going to leave all the, you know, the O shots and P shots that it wants to do those. And so, you know, everybody can have the opportunity of getting everything done and done by people who are passionate about those particular set of services. So mm-hmm. however it adds up, that creates a complete package for you. That's the way to do it. And then I will emphasize that I do a lot of scripts and training, right? Because mm-hmm. no matter our licensure, that we come into this industry of aesthetics or medical aesthetics, whether you're an esthetician or an RN or a PA, an MP, uh, a doc, you don't learn sales training and dialogues and scripts in school. That's right. stuff that you learn afterwards. And so I really focus on those things and I, I share how to relate that information and how to talk about it. And we practice it because then people get comfortable with it, the tools to be able to utilize. Um, and then the really tricky part becomes your marketing of it. Mm-hmm. Because let's say with Meta and certain social media platforms, you know, if you say certain words, they're going to block you and you can be banned. So mm-hmm. you have to be mindful of words that you use in your marketing, how you're speaking about things. Um, I think that's important. But this is also a place where like I'll use, let's say, YouTube videos, right? That I'll have in my YouTube channel, plus I'll have embedded in my website. Um, I'll have information definitely in my newsletter about this uh, that I'm sending out on my social media channels. I'll do certain things, but I'll say, you know, say sexual health and wellness or, Mm -hmm. you know, vitality or, you know, rejuvenation. I'll be mindful of how I approach what I'm discussing. And it's interesting. I think also this is an instance. I mean, I know you were kind of talking about for clinical, you, whoever is doing the treatment needs to be comfortable doing the treatment. If you're not absolutely kind of farm it off to somebody who loves it, who's comfortable with it. Is that true also for if you're completely uncomfortable with the marketing aspect or if you're completely uncomfortable with uh, any of this? Is that, I mean, at what point, I know there are, there, everyone's counting their pennies, right? At what point do you determine this is an investment that's worthy of either outsourcing or bringing someone in who actually is going to do this? I mean, I would argue marketing is one of them. It's a key thing. No matter what yeah. you're going to look to build in your business, and it's that old saying, if you build it, they will come, which is completely inaccurate for us. <laughs> you have to have a, a plan of how you're going to get them there. There are yeah. so many times I've bought energy-based devices on the secondary market that were hardly used because somebody didn't have a plan of marketing to be able to you know, move uh, those services. So you have to have a plan for all aspects of these things and what you're going to do. And you do need to look at... So marketing is huge aspect of our budgets and the the create success for us. And ultimately we need to know this, our website is command central and we have to have a killer website that just looks amazing, conveys good information on all your products and services um, to where people can read through the descriptions of what it is you're offering and get halfway to a buying decision and call you up for a consult. And the average consumer today goes to a business's website five to seven times before they make a point of contact with that business, let's say for a consultation. So I like to create as much known quantity of information as possible between good descriptions of all my services, making my site easy uh, to navigate, um, things that I'll also do. Like I have on my sites, like, hey, what services are good for me if I'm in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, so that my consumer prospect can drill down to what would be relevant for them and not having to sift through information that may not be. Um, I have a tour of my med spa showing all the different treatment rooms, the things that are done in the rooms, explaining things, creating more of a known environment. I have an about us page that has all my staff up there with their photos and their bios showing their experience and then tons of videos showing uh, three to five minutes, like from an iPhone services being done with, with patient testimonials so they can get to know the providers by seeing the videos, see the testimonial 
And then, of course, tons of great reviews. If I can have as many five-star Google reviews as possible and people leaving positive feedback, that all helps me market, right, organically my business. And mm-hmm. so all studies show that your organic efforts, meaning the social media that you put up for your business, um, your newsletter, texts that you send out, your videos that you've done help you the most versus, let's say, just doing some type of paid platform. I like to do a synergy of both. Um, and then I like to track where my results come from. So many times, let's say we're starting with marketing, we may look to run platforms, let's say with Meta, right? And we'll put, let's say, six different types of ads together um, for that client that'll, you know, have the challenge, what the solution is, and the price. And they're definitely, you know, usually always videos. Um, and we'll watch what kind of impressions and feedback, right? We're getting from them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do more of what we what works and less of what doesn't. And that's the great thing because you can see that by the impressions and the click-throughs, et cetera, um, for that business. But you you need to have you know that strong marketing component. And I can say that either um, somebody in-house who's um, a liaison to, let's say, one of the digital marketing companies that are out there is always best if you have somebody who's consistent, right? And helping you and you're planning for that. And having trackable, traceable results. Like the things I know that work best definitely are, you know, that organic aspect. I have a special event with my clients in the med spot every single month, except December. And that doesn't mean just it's trying to sell a service or a product at that given event. Lots of my clients will bring in a coach who will talk about nutrition, health and wellness and feeling good on the inside. They'll bring in uh, somebody who talks about financial planning and saving for women. Mm-hmm. Somebody who comes in around life coaching, mixed in with learn about this machine, learn about this product kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then they definitely networking. People are networking face-to-face out there, get in the community. Um, and there ha- there's things that you can do for your business that are much more than just, let's say, a traditional chamber of commerce or, let's say, a, a BNI or a LATIP or the National Association of Women Business Owners. Those are great groups. But I have clients, for example, who belong uh, to meetup groups. And meetup mm-hmm. is a terrific site to bring people together who have a like mind or an interest. And it's free for anybody to join whatever group they want to that's established up on their site. So I have clients who belong to, um, let's say, gourmet cooking clubs or book clubs, or they started their own health and wellness group. And they've organically mm-hmm. uh, recruited patients from just being around the right dynamic um, and demographic of people who would be their ideal and best patient in the first place. I hear so, those mommy groups on the, fa- oh, on the Facebook. 100%. I hear mother groups are like the, the gold mine. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that terrible? It's true though. I mean. It's true. And you get to where, get to where people are. And so it takes some sweat equity on your part, but the good news is, is it's very cost effective and affordable. So if I had a limited budget that I was looking at and I wanted um you know, a successful outcome, I would one, have everybody who's in my med spa do at least one networking thing a month. I would do a special event 11 times uh, a year, diversifying my topics. I'd have a newsletter that came out once a month where I was providing good content and tips that could really help my patients have live a better lifestyle along with, hey, here's a couple of products or services that, you know, we're promoting at this given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those things work really, really well for you know, recruiting and growing business, along with some of, say, your digital marketing that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then you have to be consistent too, right? Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like seven out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than one out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer 
financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. I think with all of that, when we're talking about the networking and the kind of um, really getting to know the folks in your community, there is such a level of comfort and trust for these treatments. Um, I think there's a level of unknown for potential patients that are oh, in the community. Gosh, yeah. So like yeah, if they know something, like if there's a friendly face, I mean, I, and I always say this, whenever we have a clinician come into the MSPA offices, you know, we have 33 employees that, you know, are accountants or marketing folks, or they're not necessarily always um, practitioners in the industry. That clinician is peppered with questions because they are looking, you know, even my team is looking for a face and a name that they trust to ask questions. So I think um, when you're out there in the community, all of a sudden there's that recognition factor. There's somebody that you know is they are with a real face and a real name, and it's not just a website. And if you have a question, you can ask them or, you know, like you trust them because you see them at the grocery store as well. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, you know, people like to do business people that they know and that they mm-hmm. trust. You're absolutely correct. And so that's why I'm a big advocate of all the videos and having the, the bios with the photos um, and getting out in the community and then relating things. Because remember, 99% of people don't know what it is that we do. Right. It's our job to educate right. them on all the options that are available. Like I can tell you, like I've had like say five or six of my friends who've gotten bioidentical hormone replacement therapy because of my recommendations and my passion behind it. But prior to my telling them about it, they had never heard of it uh-huh. before. And uh-huh. so we just really have to be good stewards of providing information. Then authentically doing so, letting our patients or prospects then decide, you know, what's right for them. And if people, for example, coming back to scripts and scripts being very important and dialogues mm-hmm. that it make it, you know, me empowered to convert. So if everybody's trained well with scripts and dialogues from all the calls that come into my, um, you know, med spa, my front desk, if they're trained well, half of those inquiries should turn into a consultation. That if my providers are trained well, then 60% to 70% of those who've come in for a consultation should convert to a service. Mm-hmm. And that's a math that I see consistently, if it's done right, is really it's right on target. Now, if I'm not hitting those kinds of numbers, I'm going to go right back to what's missing with my training. What, you know, what scripts or dialogues are not being used effectively mm-hmm. um, to make results happen. Because you can have all the great marketing tactics, strategy, structure in place. But if your staff isn't well-trained in that aspect, right, then your human capital is going to stop the results from being produced. So I do like that, you know, there's benchmarks for everything in our industry. That math I was talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. of our conversation, you know, it's things like this. Okay, I know that my staff is well-trained. They've got scripts and dialogues. Then they're going to produce the result that I just talked about. I know that if I have the right mix of services between... uh injectables, uh, energy-based devices, and and then health and wellness that I can have, you know, a desired 20% profit margin after all costs of goods and expenses um, and have the right uh, expenditure on my consumables. You know, I know it's, you know, it's the the key thing of having that math work for you. Like I've had clients, for example, Kathy, who let's say were very heavy in injectables, right? Mm -hmm. And then were limited in their energy-based devices and then also did nothing in health and wellness and sold very little retail and their profit margins are 5% mm-hmm. after all cost of goods and expenses. And it's not going to change right. <laughs> until they change. You know, it's like Einstein said, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity. The mm-hmm. same with this. There is a math. You have to have the right mix of things in order to have that math be achievable for you. And you have to get down and dirty into the numbers to see what it is. I think a lot of people are so scared of math that they're like, eh, it could have been better. 
instead of actually, I mean, you have the data, right? Like right. you have the ability. If you, I mean, I, I get it. Like I'm not, I don't love it either, but you have it. You have right. and you, the kind of time either to learn how to read it or if you know how to read it, give yourself the time to read it and digest it and make changes. You can't just put your hands up in the air every month and go, eh. No, you can't actually. And, you know, like I have a phenomenal bookkeeper who does uh, tons of bookkeeping for my clients and uh, knows our industry. Everything's in QuickBooks. And I tell my clients, you don't need to be the person who counts the receipts. Uh-huh. But you do need to be able to look at your income statement and see where you are. And so we really, you know, detail out our income statements. So it shows every service broken down. Um, it shows all of the expenditures broken down and like under supplies by vendor. So if there is a challenge, right? I can go right to where that challenge is and mm-hmm. see it without having to dig through things. I can look at the ratio of my service mix to see where my profitability is. And then I can, you know, I can expand or collapse those categories to like look at an overview or look at a very detailed breakdown of everything. Quick, QuickBooks allows you to do that. Um, and it's effective. And like, I look at my clients' numbers by the middle of the month for the previous month and no later. So we always know where we are with numbers. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you just need to have people around you who have that skill set, understand what it is that we do, and then can do it for you in a timely, you know, cost effective fashion. And I think that's key. And understanding, you know, hey, I want to offer services that make me the most amount of money with the least amount of cost, working my way backwards to the things that cost me the most and make me the least. And understand that we don't have to offer everything to everybody. You can choose what you want to offer, what you're passionate about, um, or have people who have passions that uh, are different from yours, but can collectively together give you a full rounded uh, uh, package of services that you're offering to your patients. Um, And then, you know, keep your eye on, you know, what are the things that throw us out of profitability? Okay, Mm -hmm. not tracking your consumables or let's say your retail inventories. You must track those. You must have physical counts of your inventories in your software system, both professional and retail. Count on a weekly basis. uh, Rotate through. People see you count. You're going to have less likely uh, any chance for shrinkage or people stealing. (laughs) That's what that really Mm -hmm. means. Um, Watching your orders, how much you're ordering compared to what your sales were previously. So you're not over-ordering. You don't want to have product that is stuck on your shelves because that's your money until it turns. Um, so I'm ordering effectively. I always approve and place my orders. I don't have my vendors do that for me because their job is to sell us as much as possible. <laughs> um, and you know, you can even have cameras in your retail area, in your dispensary area. That'll deter from that as well. And then really also make sure that your staff is really well-trained in your protocols and the usage of your products. I had a client um, on the East Coast in their I knew that they were heavy in injectables and I knew that, so that was going to diminish profitability. But when I looked at the whole product cost, their product cost was 53 cents on every dollar coming into oh, that wow. business. They were a $4 million med spa. That's a lot of product. So mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, okay, if it's 53%, what's going on here? Cause I was thinking it should be around 41, 42% mm-hmm. with their current service mix. And so we started, you know, checking in and out all the product. Okay, no worries there. We added up all the inventory, put everything in the computer. Okay, there was not overordering happening. So if there wasn't theft, there wasn't overordering, what was it? It was misuse of reconstituting the product. They were leaving up to 30% of the product in the vials Mm. because they weren't using it correctly. Mm -hmm. So we went back and did retraining and then it balanced down to the percentage that it should have been in the first place and allowed us then to go focus on expanding into other services to create an overall greater profitability for the med spa itself. So as an owner, you have to just be diligent on that because it's the bottom line of you know your profits. And then, you know, coming back to what Georgia Klinger taught me and I learned at the very beginning, retail. Retail has a higher profit margin than any service involved uh, in the med spa, extends a patient's experience at home, produces an optimal result. Uh, if a patient leaves your med spa with two products that you've recommended, they're 40% more likely to come back to you than the patient that leaves with nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can make money 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It does not take a license to pack a box. Uh-huh. And you can sell outside your demographic zone um, and to people who aren't even your patients. So having e-commerce, good news for us, is easier than ever today. 
um, with Shopify or a square market store, what have you, uploading, you know, images and copy pasting text makes it super easy. All of us should have an e-commerce store on our site that could sell products for us so that we can wake up in the morning and have made money while we were sleeping. So these are all good practices, you know, for that med spa. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you kind of going back and I'm curious about this. When you're talking about looking at your numbers and looking at your books and all of this that you're talking about retail and all of that all kind of goes into all those books and ultimately will come out each month with where you're at. What's your stance on transparency of those books with your employees? Ah, that's a great question, Kathy. I'm actually very transparent because if you don't educate your staff on the cost of goods, the cost and expenses of doing business, people can make up all sorts of stuff in their heads. And most staff think that the owner of that med spa every Saturday is backing a Brinks truck up to the back door of the med spa and loading up gold <laughs> bricks from all the money that they're making. When the reality is that is not the case in a brand new business, typically the owner is also a full-time provider as well as the operator of their business and is generating more money than anybody else who's working within that med spa, but it's going to pay all of the startup costs of the business and is actually taking home less money than any other provider who's working there. So that's a common scenario. So I educate people on the cost of goods and expenses of doing business. Mm-hmm. And I also understand that I deserve you know, to make a profit because I'm also taking all the risk involved, right? Mm-hmm. In um operating this business. Because if it, you know, if you have a bad month or a bad couple of weeks, nobody's gonna come up to say, Oh, hey, Kathy, I, I heard you had a bad couple of weeks with your med spa. Let me write you a check to get you through. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that I've way. I've been waiting for that person. Like I know. Just, I know. I know. It's, it's not gonna happen. But <laughs> the reality is if I make them aware of things, uh then they have a better understanding to be not making things up, like training in those protocols, making them realize, oh my gosh, guys, we were losing, you know, $50,000 with the product through not using it the correct way, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll do, let's say, some profit share, which is a bonus, meaning it's a bonus based upon profits after all costs of goods and expenses are paid and owners had a withdrawal. Um, and I'll share that with my staff based upon uh, whether the how much they make versus part-time versus full-time. Uh, you have to you know be in the med spa for over a year to enjoy that bonus, but it's not like a 401k. If you leave that med spa, you know, they're not taking it with them. Mm-hmm. But what that profit sharing does is it helps reduce waste. And staff members will police each other versus you having to run around to be, you know, the product cop, if you will. And uh, so if they see staff, you know, flushing product on the sink, I'd be like, hey, that's my bonus is going down there. You know, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's look at that. And um, it helps increase productivity as well as reduce waste. Uh, and it's helpful. So I have found in the course of doing this for 24 years, the more educated my staff was on numbers, uh-huh. the better my med spa did overall, for sure. Awesome. Well, we're coming up on time. Um, I'm sure as as our listeners can tell, Brian, I feel like I could talk to you literally for 24 hours straight and still not get all of the information that you have in your brain out into the podcast. But I do want to ask you, as someone who has been in this industry and kind of seen all the facets of it as we've gone through kind of time and um, what kind of the effect of legalities and trends and all of that, as you look to kind of the future, and I would say short-term future, you know, five, 10 years, what are you most excited about and what are you most concerned about? And kind of in the uh, vein of industry-wide, right? Like what are the things that we should be as an industry most excited about and what are the things that we really need to keep an eye on? Well, I think the, the thing that we should be most excited about is the awareness that's been created right for us uh, mm-hmm. within this industry and the consumer obviously as you know and i know that in the past decade the number of med spas in this country has doubled from where mm-hmm. it was uh so there's huge amount of growth and we can look for that to continue now with that growth is also going to come com- uh competition and people are going to be realizing that they really have to watch their numbers their expenditures and looking at what they want to have as desired profit margins you know, as we, and I think I'm seeing this already because I was reading in Aesthetic Insights at the very end of May in the newsletter, how the neuromodulator companies and the filler companies, their sales in the first quarter in the U.S. 
were down mm-hmm. as a general overall rule. I'm not saying that's the case globally because there's still lots of areas of growth globally. Um, you know, the U.S. is a more mature market. And, but the energy-based device companies, sales were up across the board. So that tells me that MedSpa owner is getting more savvy and mm-hmm. realizing where their profits are. And it's reflected in, you know, like say the first quarter of 2023 is an indicator of that. So the more educated, the more savvy and sophisticated and running it like your business is going to continue for sure. I think you're absolutely on trend. You're going to see more in health and wellness. No question about it. That's going to be integrated more and more into the average med spa everywhere because mm-hmm. they see the value to their patient as well as the value to their bottom line. Um, that's going to be on trend. And, you know, just more products and, you know, uh, machines and things of nature that produce these incredible results for us with less and less downtime. Uh-huh. That's going to, you know, going to be key. And I also think we're going to see more and more at-home devices that we, the med spas, sell to our patients to take home to help maintain their services. You know, there's, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's handheld, you know, RF uh, devices that are used for skin tightening and, you know, retexturization at home. There's imaging devices that analyze your skin. You know, there's laser hair removal, there's laser mm-hmm. hair growth, there's all of these things. So that technology is going to be our friend and we're going to be able to, you know, engage with it with our patients on various different levels, which will help with um, our bottom line for sure. But, and also another trend is going to be compliance because remember people have their eyes on any industry that's growing really uh-huh. fast mm-hmm. and we have to be compliant just because you think you may be able to get away with something like, you know, paying commissions to medical providers on services or having a paid referral program. If you ever get caught up in something and are audited, that will be no fun for you mm-hmm. <laughs> and will not be good for your business. So compliance is going to be critical. And, you know, and I would also say just everybody understand that, like I said earlier, there's a math for everything. You know, and being a part of AMSPA, you know, is, is such an excellent opportunity because of the forums, all the articles and the blogs and everything that are out there, the educational resources. You know, it's like somebody said to me at the uh, uh, Atlanta boot camp a few weeks ago, Kathy, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we were at lunch. She says, I just really wish there was, when I started this, there was just a one place space for people to learn all the stuff about this business and get started. <laughs> and I just looked at him, paused for a second and said, um, you're here. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is, along with all of the other resources. And, you know, like when I started tra- transitioning into real medical based consulting in 2007, I assure you there was no resources like what, you know, you and Alex have created with the NAMSPA and your family. So, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. If you don't know something, go out there and learn from somebody who has absolutely done it already. Mm-hmm. And knows how to do it. It can walk you through step by step. Actually, you know what happens for me now, Kathy, is kind of a little end point. I literally have clients who come to me now, and I'm doing three of them right now. Build me the med spa that will make me the most profitable and has the right mix of everything to create the most guarantee of success. And so I literally get to put that all together for my clients, which I uh-huh. love because I know the formula that works. Uh-huh. And if they follow that formula, they'll be successful. And um, that's a neat thing to see uh, yeah. over time. So, you know, it's a great time to be in this for everybody. Uh, just make sure that, you know, you spend the time to work on your business and not getting caught up in your business. Yes. And you be your biggest advocate for you because, and, you know, and get out there. If you want to take a risk with something, you know, and you believe in it, do it. If you waited for everybody else's permission in life, nobody would get anywhere. So right. Right. I think, you know, this is a, a fun, amazing, ex- exciting business to be in with just some of the most incredible people that you can work with. Awesome. Well, thank you for your brain, Brian. I'm so excited um, for kind of the future of the industry and where we're going. If you um, enjoyed kind of learning from Brian, he is at all of our boot camps. We have four more. Um, We have Boston coming up next week. Um, I don't know when this is going to air. So we have Boston coming up um, in July, followed by La Jolla in September, which I'm super excited about that one. Um, And then Uh, North Carolina in October, and then beautiful Miami in November. So um, thank you so much again, Brian, for your time and your wisdom. And um, we'll talk to you in Boston in a couple weeks. Sounds great, Kathy. I enjoyed it. And thanks to all your listeners. I'm just glad to be here for you. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast 
Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa's Kathy Christensen was joined by Brian DeRoche, founder of Essential Spa Consulting and DeRoche Enterprises. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button. Then, receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.